Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball edition. I'm Scott Sadenberg, joined by Griffin Warner as we get you set for Friday's slate of Major League Baseball games and the weekend series. And Griffin, you know, you take a look around the Major League Baseball standings and a, and a couple of things stand out to me. First off, the American League East and the American League West just have the best talent, I think, in, in Major League Baseball right now. Um, every team in the East has a positive run differential. Every team in the West, with the exception of the A's, and I don't really count the A's, has a positive run differential. Uh, whereas you look at the surprisingly the the National League East, which you know would normally you'd think would send I don't know three teams to the postseason. They did last year. Every team except for the Braves has a negative run differential. Yeah, uh, I think we look at the Mets as uh, being to blame for that one. Um, Phillies, I guess you could say too, though they were somehow in the World Series, but still like one of the craziest MLB playoffs last year. I feel like we probably could make a uh, a syndicate just betting against teams that go way too far in the MLB playoffs because it's such a random uh, array of events that maybe we should have just been betting against Philadelphia blindly so far. Yeah, uh, Trey Turner just finally breaking out of his season-long slump with I the need home it. run the other night. Oh, you need it for your fantasy team? Was he, was I mean, he uh, I, top multi- five pick? Mo- multiple. I mean, and unfortunately, they're in keeper league, so it's like one of those guys where I, I really badly need him because I've I've kind of learned I can't really diagnose or figure out hitting. I just really have pitching. So, like, he's my guy. And uh, I think I think he's being booed at Philly's home games, which probably isn't surprising because they throw batteries at Santa. <laughs> but um, also, I think came out and just said he's, he's been sucking or he has sucked this year yeah. um, to the media, which I guess is a good thing he's aware of it. But that can't be uh, helpful. Might be squeezing the bat a little bit tight uh, at the plate. Let's take a look at the schedule here for Friday. Get you set up for the weekend series across Major League Baseball. The Reds will take on the Cubs in Chicago. Hunter Green, who has not won a game yet so far for the Reds, 0-4 on the year, 4.68 ERA. Justin Steele will go for the Cubbies. Cubs are minus 160. They got routed by the Mets last night. Yeah, a good stopper on the mound right now uh, coming in with Justin Steele. Um, I mean, it's probably a race to see Hunter Green. He gets a win versus anyone in the Oakland Athletics organization starting pitchers getting a win, but I'm sure they've had one this season. Um, also been a while since we've had a matinee on Friday. I'm looking forward to that. Um, romantic. And and you get to see Justin Steele, who I think finally had a bad start his last time out there, but he's been awesome to start the year. And I feel like Cincinnati's a pretty good matchup for him. So I, I like the Cubs. Don't like their bullpen, but I don't really like Cincinnati's either. So you might see some runs here, depending on where um, the wind is blowing. Mm-hmm, Though two mm-hmm. pretty, two pretty good arms uh, and with strikeout tendencies. Lance Lynn goes for the White Sox against the Tigers. The second place Tigers. Joey Wentz goes for Detroit, and the White Sox minus one forty-five. Uh, Lance Lynn, here we go. He's coming back. Uh, we we had a poll question out recently about what was our favorite day. Uh, I think Lance Lynn is still my favorite day. Hate the team he plays for, but I do feel like he's coming around. You can kind of see it in this number. Um, I don't really know why else a 21 and 31 team, uh, White Sox batting 404 and winning games. Uh, Unfortunately, not their batting average. Um, But Joey Wentz, don't know. Is it Joey Wentz? I don't know a ton about him. Um, And I don't know, like the... They got a, a good closer in Detroit, but I'm not sure they got more than that on that whole team. 
Let's take a look at the Dodgers at the Rays. Noah Syndergaard goes for L.A. Jalen Beeks will be the opener for Tampa. Tampa minus 120, and I feel like that's a low price to go against Syndergaard. I I mean, we've been doing this. Like, bullpen games, it seems like the Rays still aren't really priced the way they should be. Yes, their bullpen has been struggling this year. It mainly looks like uh, Jason Adam at this point, who I think is starting to move into lower leverage situations. But... Um, no Syndergaard is an almost auto fade for me. I, I don't really understand the Rays being this cheap of a price. Um, it might not be really be something I even investigate. I might just play it and see where the stock market moves and that a bunch of money I expect to come in on Tampa. Joe Musgrove will go for the Padres in New York against the Yankees and Randy Vasquez will make his major league debut for the Bronx Bombers. And this one is priced uh Interestingly, San Diego minus 125 on the road. You know, seems a little bit uh, appreciative considering how poorly Joe Musgrove has been to start the year. He had, unfortunately, that bad draw where he was pitching in Mexico City, but um, and also, I guess, I think broke his foot or something like that and came started the year a little late. But um, how about this? Tell me a little about this uh, this stud pitcher coming up for the Yanks. You got. Got a book on him by any chance? So 42 and two-thirds innings at AAA Scranton, a 4.85 ERA, although he's been better as of late through his last four starts, just a 2.14 ERA. Uh, he's been with the Yankees since 2018, so he's been groomed okay. in this system for a while. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's only 24 years old, I believe, so he's still a kid signed out of the Dominican when he was 19. Okay, and so, I mean, most of the Yankees' prospects I've been hearing about for years were of the hitting variety. I would think with Johnny Brito coming up earlier in the year um, and staying up and, and and this guy Vasquez not coming up in between or whenever Brito is starting to look a little bit weaker, um, maybe that explains a little bit or, or maybe just a poor start to the year in AAA. Who knows what's going on in those type of areas? We've seen Taj Bradley dominate the, the majors and then go to the minors and get shelled. So really, who knows? Um, I think that's one of those scenarios for me. It's a little weird for me to see San Diego favored in the Bronx. Um, I feel like this is a, a watch and see. I mean, if, if the Yanks were favored here, I think I'd be looking at San Diego a little bit more closely. But um, debuts are a little weird, so I'm probably going to be on the sidelines for this one. Rangers are at the Orioles. Baltimore minus 135. Grayson Rodriguez on the hill for Baltimore. John Gray goes for Texas. And and I know Baltimore has been solid, uh, but I feel like this is a good price for the Rangers with John Gray on the hill. I agree. Um, Grayson Rodriguez with a really good start his last time out against the Blue Jays. But do we buy that he's learned how to pitch after one start when he's kind of shown he really is kind of clueless in the others? Um, big prospect pedigree, big arm, a lot of expectations for him. And of course, Orioles have a great bullpen, which Texas does not. Uh, John Gray was kind of turning around lately. Um, but this is, I mean, the Rangers continue to play. This is finally their schedule turning up a little bit. Baltimore controlled them pretty much in their series in Arlington early this year. Um, feels like a nice price to go against Grayson Rodriguez, but the problem with the Rangers is you're going to, I think you need them to out slug the Orioles in a pitcher's park against a really big arm with a little bit of a so-so questionable starter for the Rangers themselves, who certainly has some good potential ability, all that sort of things. But then you got to worry about that Ranger bullpen at the end. So it might not even really be a big enough price for me to go against uh, an inconsistent Grayson Rodriguez rookie. Matt Limitor gets the start for the Cardinals against Shane Bieber and the Guardians. Cleveland minus 125. And I kind of like 
uh, St. Louis here. Uh, I was on them, unfortunately. Uh, they won but did not cover the run line on Thursday uh, because of a two-out uh, single in the bottom of the ninth inning. It was a 2 nothing game in the bottom of the ninth, and, and with two outs, a single drove in the lone run of the game as uh, the Cardinals won 2-1 to one in that game against the Reds. But I digress. In that game, the reason why I'm saying I like the Cardinals in this game here on Friday is because both Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt got the day off. So they come into this game rested, and I think that's going to serve them well here against Shane Bieber. Yeah, unfortunately for us gamblers, they're probably not as concerned about uh, blowing the run line. Probably in in like one of those defensive indifferences, runner moves up from first to second base, and then, of course, that run scores. Those are, uh, um, if I had an episode of Grind My Gears, that would be one of those things, usually for totals more so than run lines, because that's kind of, I'm more of an under guy than a favorite run line player, but uh, all the same, those are just brutal. And I guess at least it wasn't a Manfred man or whatever the ghost runners that they're calling now. Um, Libertor, unfortunately, he's a side I like here as well. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about him coming out of the bullpen on Sunday, giving up two runs and kind of being this weird, like in limbo type of uh, potentially being used out of the bullpen type of reliever. I do feel like that might throw off a young arms, um, uh, uh, schedule you could say and especially considering he kind of came up as a big prospect last year didn't do very well and st louis just seemingly keep like will not remove steven Matz from their rotation um which is honestly mind-boggling at this point i think he's zero and six to start the year and and like worse than that if you look at his numbers and, and all the peripherals but shane bieber hasn't looked the same we talked about in this podcast last year actually about his diminished velocity he doesn't have the same swing and miss rates that he really did even last year and seems like one of those guys that I'd like to be against, especially with the Cleveland bullpen looking pretty weak, at least how they performed last weekend against the Mets and they can't hit. So uh, St. Louis or nothing for me. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Taking a look at the Phillies at the Braves, Taiwan Walker against Jared Schuster, Atlanta minus one fifty five. total is high nine and a half. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, Taiwan Walker is going to go into Atlanta and try to throw fa- fastballs by the Atlanta Braves power hitters. Uh, that to me is a really bad combo. Um, I mean, even seeing Aaron Nola today seem kind of struggle and he's more of the junk thrower that I feel like is the best way to uh, try to get through a, a really powerful potent lineup like that. I don't think that's going to work. I don't know how much I believe in Schuster, but as we talked about earlier on this podcast, the Phillies just don't really seem to be the same lineup. I feel like against lefties, they're probably a little bit um, they would struggle a little more considering Harper and Schwarber are both on that side of the uh, of the plate. Um, I, I would love to find a way to back Atlanta in this series. I just I don't really see it coming because they're never seemingly going to be cheap after especially being such a big favorite against the Dodgers in almost every game last series. Alex Wood gets a start for the Giants at the Brewers. Freddie Peralta goes from Milwaukee. Milwaukee minus one thirty at home. Total is eight and a half. Yeah, I mean, still curious what to do with milwaukee i mean it feels like they're kind of a cheap favorite right here uh against the san francisco team that is nowhere near what we saw a few seasons ago uh alice woods not going deep in the game so you got a lot of innings until you get the camila duvall at the end who's i mean more likely i think to hit the the screen behind the plate than uh the strike zone at this point yet still somehow gets saves um but freddie peralta has been pretty pretty weird to start this year i don't know I, i feel like i'm into milwaukee here um, and feeling gross about it already. Blue Jays at the Twins. Kevin Gosman against Louis Varlin. Toronto minus 145. And 
I think it's a high price for them on the road here. Minnesota's been playing well, and uh, I, I just feel like I feel like Minnesota's pitching can keep them in this game. I, I think they certainly can. Varlin's been really good to start the year, um, and I don't know if he's really had the pedigree that a lot of other prospects we've talked about on this exact podcast have have, have gotten, but he's looked pretty good. Uh, feel like he was getting a fair amount of respect. I think one at the Angels in his last start. And then Kevin Gosman um, certainly has his really good days, but is, I mean, if his splitter's not working or it's not deceiving hitters, they can hit him really hard because then he's just like pretty much a fastball only at that point. Um, I feel like Minnesota at home, it's pretty big price in them. I like it. Uh, their bullpen leaves a little bit to be desired, but I don't know that Toronto's is that much stronger. And at home as a home dog, I feel like Toronto's been getting a lot of respect, but I don't really know why they deserve so much of it. I, I got to be frank. All right. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Uh, Here Nationals, we go. Nationals are at the Royals. I'm going to bet on Patrick Corbin Whoa. and the Nationals. They are underdogs on the road. Casey's minus 120 with Jordan Lyles pitching for Kansas City. 0-8 with a 7.15 ERA. Jordan Lyles is a home favorite against the Nationals. I'm going to back Corbin and the Nats as road dogs. I mean, hey, welcome. I guess we need a Jordan Lyles day instead of a Patrick Corbin day or now. I mean, maybe it's just the, our luck is completely coming together when, when we have a podcast to talk about both of them starting the same same outing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Corbin's had some sneaky good stats lately. Uh, I don't know if I believe it. He was good once upon a time. He got a big, big contract, and that's why he's still pitching for the Nationals because they're too cheap to eat it. Uh, I don't blame you, I guess, but uh, I'm going to really try – to find something else to do on Friday night than sit at home and watch this one. <laughs> the Mets are at the Rockies. Max Scherzer against Connor Siebold. Mets minus 225. Hefty price for the Amazons. Total is 11. And I feel like with a Max Scherzer start, that number's too high. But maybe the Mets score 11 by themselves. I mean, if if the Mets lineup's not going to wake up here, uh, will it ever? I mean, I guess they, they don't wake up till the seventh inning and then end my my dreams and uh, of owning a home someday, but um, Scherzer just unfortunately still has a lot to prove gigantic price, but uh, one team's I think spending $250 million on their roster. Uh, the other team's spending about 250,000 and Pete Alonso has 19 home runs on the year. So let's go. Yeah. Marlins at the angels. Jesus Lazardo goes from Miami Reed Detmers for LA LA is minus 140, and uh, call me crazy. I like the road fish. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle, and they got, like, uh, celery chopped up. And let's forget about them, because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1 and all of a sudden you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, 
Well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against with Pick 6? You're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Ah, road fish. You know, I guess it's close to the ocean, so uh, it's hopefully a little bit fresher. Uh, unfortunately, very, very far from home. It's been a long road trip, I feel like, for Miami. And I got to say, Jesus Lazardo has been one of those arms that I've been like, he's going he's gonna to have it. He's going to become the guy that we always have been wishing that he would become, that the Oakland Athletics thought they had before he was breaking his hand, playing video games after uh, dying in Call of Duty or something like that. Um, to me, he's just a fastball, and he's like so in love with it that he doesn't really listen. They're supposed to put a changeup in his game, which I feel like works okay in Miami, but I feel like he's just going to go out there, shake off anything, and just to throw fastballs. And it's not going to work, especially being left-handed against a pretty powerful right-handed Angels lineup. So I'm really looking to back Detmers here. Um, it's very, uh, uh, very much a high price for me to back Reed Detmers at this point, though I think the future is bright for him. He hasn't proven it yet. Red Sox at the Diamondbacks. Chris Sale against Ben Fett. Uh, Boston's minus 155. I don't like the pitching situation for Arizona. Brandon Fett, excuse me. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. But um, this price is too high for Boston on the road. Uh, maybe play an over eight and a half here. I mean, the, the hitters have been getting fat off of Brandon Fett this year, if that's where you're going. Um, big prospect, but uh, seems to like, not really have as much of a slider in the bigs and people just sit on this fastball. Chris Sale, I mean, do we believe that he's going to keep doing this? I mean, I think he's always been an injury risk for his entire career and then seemed to stabilize a little bit and then came right back to it and missed like what seemingly three full seasons. Um, I, I think until he's injured, we trust that he's good and maybe he can hold up this big price in the road. Um, I don't love the Boston bullpen. It's especially weird to see them giving a big price like this on the road, but Arizona seems to be worse than that. So um, it's going to be hard for me. I just don't know that Brandon Fack can really be competitive with a Chris Sale if they're both at their best. Astros at the A's, Hunter Brown, James Caprillion, Houston minus 267, total of eight and a half, and there's only one way you can look in this game. 
There is. And uh, I assume that's the Oakland Athletics because you love backing the worst team in baseball. Oh, speed. yeah. I love Caprillion and his 8.68 ERA. Hey, you know, uh, that pitch to contact is finally catching up to him. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, yes, I totally agree. It's really hard to kind of have any sort of interest in backing the athletics because they're trying to lose baseball games. But um, I and Hunter Brown's great, too. But the Houston Astros, like, are they ever going to hit? Like, <laughs> I, unfortunately, Jose Abreu, I think I, I read something today. He have the same amount of home runs on the season if he was using a baguette instead of a bat, a wooden baseball bat. So um, and he's like always hitting four, five, six in that lineup. Um, the rest of it seems really like they're struggling. Got Altuve back. I don't know that that's changed too much. Um, I'm looking to, to fade Houston at some point. I just I think I need a team that's actually competent. Pirates at the Mariners. George Kirby goes for Seattle. Mitch Keller for Pittsburgh. Seattle minus 160. Could there be value on the road, Buckos? I think so. I think I'm more interested in under here. Um, there's it's seven. It's a low total. Yeah, low total. Um, pro- as I think we both are, are part of the first half, we've been converted um, may- maybe many years ago. But I feel like this is one of those games where, unfortunately, first half unders, you need both pitchers to be on. But uh, I think George Kirby has kind of proven that he can do it, especially after a really good start in Atlanta last time out. Uh, took a loss, but was very competitive. And I think Mitch Keller, he throws like nine pitches now, apparently. And I think that's enough to really keep Seattle uh, a little bit off balance, to say the least, especially because they don't see him a lot in the other league in the Central Division. And they just don't hit very well. So I'm expecting a probably a cool night in Seattle on the water, 63 degrees with a lot of humidity or something like that. Um, and not a lot of runs to be scored. Let's take a look at uh, Saturday. Luis Severino gets to start for the Yankees against Michael Waka and the Padres. You got to like the Yanks, given uh, how Severino looked. Maybe. Uh, I, You know, but Waka's been really, really hot lately. Um, I think what then happens, though, is it's probably a decent amount of bullpen usage in this game. Mm. Um, and I would favor New York's in that over San Diego. I just feel like San Diego's bullpen, I mean, they got Hader at the end, who, of course, has blown a save for me this year and a loss, but um, I feel like there's a lot more depth to the New York Yankee pen right now than San Diego's. It might not be as good at the end like Hader is versus the combination of King, Wandy Peralta, and uh, Clay Holmes, I guess. I- I'm not really even sure. I'm not even sure Aaron Boone is sure, um, but I think depending on the price, because uh, we're not expecting Severino to go too d- deep in that game, are we? No, about five innings probably. Yeah, so I feel like that, I mean, the Yankees got enough, and, and we'll see, especially uh, the night before, what that kind of, if they're in a, a game where they need a lot to use a lot of it, um, I think that might make me a little bit more interested in San Diego. But um, on the road across the coast is not a great situation. But I do feel like San Diego is kind of built to hit home runs, so it might be a good park for them uh, against the Yankee team, which is all about the, the long ball. A huge day in Tampa on Saturday as Tyler Glasnow makes his return for the Tampa Bay Rays. Hell yeah. I, I was waiting for some sort of like musical like like uh, Darth Vader or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome back. Um, hopefully he's figured out what type of spider tack to get past the uh, umpires for his, his start because I think he literally blamed uh, getting Tommy John surgery off of not being able to use the sicky stuff on his curveball. Um, I'm I'm pumped. Uh, reminds me of exactly how much the Tampa Bay Rays fleeced uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates for I think Glasnow and Austin Meadows in the same deal who they've been traded since then. 
Um, and, you know, the Dodgers, I got to say, I feel like they are right for the picking right now. I don't think they're the same team that's really been out there before. And Kershaw on the other side looks pretty good. Uh, might even be a, another small Rays favorite. And I just might be back in the Rays the whole, whole, whole weekend. I'm looking forward to it. You Darvish against Garrett Cole on Sunday in that Yankees-Padres matchup. That's a fun one. I mean, hell yeah. I feel like I'm going to cancel any plans that I don't have this weekend so uh, I can watch some more baseball. I mean, this is lining up pretty good here. I'm getting pumped. I mean, um, sorry to say it out loud, but maybe you can speak to this a little bit. I I feel like you Darvish doesn't seem to get a lot of respect in the marketplace. And Garrett Cole just doesn't really seem like himself so far this year, despite the, the record looking pretty good. I feel like he's a little bit off. Do you, do you agree with me there? Am I crazy? Mm, I mean, he started out on fire, so he I did. Mean, he's he kind of like reverting back to, to normal right now. Got it. Okay, well, maybe I'm being a little bit picky, but I, I feel like in a park against a team that's going to try to hit home runs, um, it, I mean, that's going to be an awesome matchup. I feel like I might even do a little Padres and under and just hope that I can either split or maybe get lucky with both of them. Dylan Cease against Eduardo Rodriguez on Sunday. White Sox-Tigers, another good matchup. Yeah, I mean, should be some good outs there. Uh, Dylan Cease maybe turning it around, uh, finally not pitching against the Rays and and hurting his neck looking at the ball flying over the wall. Um, should be a pretty nice place to settle in against the Tigers. And Eddie Rodriguez, you know, he's always had a great arm. Um, had, I think last start wasn't so good, but had awesome start to the year so far. And I don't really see a lot in the White Sox lineup that should make him concerned. All right, let's get to some best bets for Friday. But first, tell the people how they can save some money at pregame.com. Use the promo code SINGLE20, single, um, like you're out there, like you're not married, trying to find whatever, or maybe just get the first base and try to steal the next two. Um, use your promo code SINGLE20 for 20% off all listeners of MLB podcast. Good for seven days when podcast release. Got plenty of, of hockey selections as the Dallas Stars are hanging in there. Good win tonight for my co-host, Scotty Seidenberg. And then, uh, I'm of course, grinding through. We got, I think, Two weeks, maybe maybe three weeks, if you're counting Champions League left of soccer to go. Uh, of course, our MLB picks are on there. A lot of other great handicappers are pregame.com as well. Use the promo code SINGLE20. 20, you can get 20% off, and uh, you make our bosses like us a little bit more. For my best bet, I'm going to go with the Rays. I feel like they're too cheap of a price right now. Um, you can get them probably around minus 110, uh, and I might even lock that up, up right as you're closing off this show right now, Scott, because I, I feel like... Yes, it's a bullpen game for the Rays, but I'm just not a believer in Noah Syndergaard, uh, and I feel like going on the road, he's getting too much respect. I can't believe I'm going to say this again. I'm going with the Nationals and Patrick Corbin. Corbin has allowed two earned runs uh, in each of his last four starts. Meanwhile, Jordan Lyles has allowed four, seven, four, six, seven, four. I don't need need to go further. Uh, Jordan Lyles will get hit up. Uh, if you like playing home run props, give me a uh, Joey Manessis home Ooh. run. How about that one? Uh, I'll throw that out there. A little uh, little Manessis home run coming for you uh, here on Friday. I mean, hey, uh, he was one of the biggest closers of the year last year. Really made his way into the majors. Um, I think, I mean, hey, call your shots. You can probably get, what do you get, three to one on that? I don't even know. Yeah, something like that. That's, it's just like a fun sprinkle. Uh, you know, he, by far, by the way, he only has like two home runs on the year, but that's just, you know, the way I'm calling it. <laughs> call, call, call your shot. You might even get four to one. Lay, uh, CJ Abrams, five home runs on the year. Lane Thomas leads the nationals with seven home runs. Think about that. 
the the home run leader on the Nationals has seven. Pete Alonso's got nineteen already <laughs> on the season. Yeah, Pete Alonso has like six against me this year. Yeah. So uh, maybe I'll just bet the other side to ensure that uh, you're getting a, a bunch of fireworks for the Washington Nationals. Uh, he's Griffin Warner. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We'll be back uh, Sunday evening as we get you set for next week. Uh, have a safe and uh, enjoy Memorial Day weekend as we kick off summer and uh, enjoy all of the baseball here uh, Sunday night. We'll get to all the day games on Monday on Memorial Day. It'll be a great day of Major League Baseball. He's Griffin Warner. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is RJ Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition.